0: G'day Raiders family, it's Berkey here and welcome to my post-match qualifying final review against the Storm. Uh, Look, I know it's Friday afternoon, uh, a little bit later this week, realising how awesome is we don't have a game this weekend. It's given me a chance just to, I think, re-digest the game, uh, watch snippets over again, certain pockets of the game about what happened last week. Just to really filter and wash and reload with... Some of the areas I thought were really, really good in last Saturday night, a couple of areas we really need to tweak with the week off, which I'll cover in my top 10 shortly, Um, but it was just such a brilliant, brilliant win. Um, You know, a lot of emotion, uh, Bateman's try, us hanging into the death, things that over the past have either gone against us or we haven't had the mental fortitude or the mental attitude to dig deep, Uh, but this side is totally different. Um, So it was just a a, a fantastic Raiders victory. We're all walking around this week with our chest pumped, and rightly so. Uh, It's been a a long time between drinks for us in finals. Um, But look, we are right on the precipice now of of the big dance. So let's dive into the top 10. Uh, I've gone with some certain players this week who I thought were excellent, Um, and just some some attitude traits that I think we've really got to make sure we get um, pristine and 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 refined before next Friday night. I'm going to start with Joe Tarpanay. Um, it seems like Joe really comes back from an injury or when he's suspended fresh, and I really noticed that on the weekend. He would only played one game on probably two games in six seven weeks. His game his game the other week or on on Saturday was enormous. I thought his first up defensive efforts early. If you go back and watch some certain tackles he did one on one were fantastic. Um, the way that he was able it's at the 76-minute mark with his ring hole hanging out of his butt, the hit he put on Adokar to bring the ball loose one-on-one. Um, look, the guy was enormous. What I particularly liked about his attacking game early was Hodjo was hitting him on, on an edge uh, as if he was going to go out towards that edge, but he was, he was coming back through the middle ruck. With his footwork, with a six-foot-three, six-foot guy like he is, footwork around that middle third or that, that ruck area is so important, um, particularly if the defensive line can't get you to ground. It gives you a chance to win the ruck, uh, gives Hodge more space to make some attacking plays and really drains defensive efforts if they can't get players on the ground. So Tarponet's attacking forays for us were brilliant first up. Uh, I think he played the full 80 from memory, so that's also a tick for his match fitness for next Friday night. Um, but just some of the impact he had, not very visual with attack, but just those rucks where he'd get it, as I said, on the right edge or left edge and come back through that middle third just to hold the markers in, to hold those middle uh, defenders in and just give a space on the edges. So his game was, was absolutely fantastic. Number two, I've gone for BJ. Now, I will profess I love BJ. Um, a lot of people don't. I think deep, deep down, a lot of people do want him there, to be honest with you, Um, but I thought, once again, his game on the weekend was sort of rocks and dimes with with, with BJ, he didn't do anything wrong, no stupid penalties, some really telling big rucks from our end of the field, early in the match, particularly where we needed a big body to get us over the advantage line, BJ stuck his hand up like he usually does. His calmness and collectiveness for Bateman's try was first class. It was all BJ, one hand flick pass, 76 minutes in. He could have gone the soft option with a long pass to Caesar or a long pass to Rapana, um, but he played the whole play absolutely impeccably by bringing Bateman on the inside. So once again, I think having BJ there, it does cause opposition defensive coaches to really mainline on Rapana, Bateman, uh, Leilua, um, and Caesar with Shan's coming from the back, so a lot of defensive efforts going to be around that from opposition coaches. The good thing about it is they leave the our left edge, which is Nick, uh, and Jared and Elliot and Jack, not as much potency, um, but it just gives us a really nice plan B if either one's off for the day. We do have a uh, um, another plan or another attacking area to go to. Uh, But I love BJ. I thought we need him in these sides or we need him firing the next two weeks for us to win the premiership. We're going to be wishing some unlikely things if he's not there in the future. And we're probably going to wish, I, I remember when BJ used to be there or he used to do this. So we've just got to take the opportunity right now with BJ to make sure he keeps his head on, he keeps his team focus on, Um, because the next two weeks, I think he can really do some big things in the semis and hopefully the grand final for us. Number three, I've gone for Aidan Caesar, who had a huge game. His defence was fantastic, never missed a tackle. His kicking game was very, very solid. I really liked the way that he was putting those kicks into that corner against Vudavalu, against Addo Carr, really trying to hem the storm in. His kicks to Pappenhausen's corner early, where we were able to get numbers through on Pappenhausen, taking before he had any momentum up, were really top-notch kicks. So Aiden's kicking game was on song. I'll come to the kicking game a little bit further down, but I thought Caesar's directional play, positional play, the way that he ran the ball, the way that he organised, I really like how he would switch right edge to left edge, have Jack Wider in attack and take the pressure off Jack being first receiver. I think that gave that edge a lot more momentum with Aiden taking a long ball on the run from Hodgson then hitting Jack out wider. But Caesar's game was a gun on Saturday night, uh, and he's really found his mojo for us now the last couple of weeks, really heading into this critical time of the year. I'm expecting more from him. That would have been great for his confidence. Um, I just feel that possibly his grubber kicks could be a little bit more pristine. um, With the way that he grubbers, they seem to bounce quite easily for full backs or wingers. But look, I'm not gonna split hairs with the way he played. It was a terrific game. Bailey Simonson, number four. He shouldn't have even been on the field the first minute. Obviously, when you're a reserve, you're getting the crowd involvement, you're waiting for Ricky to say to Brett White, get Bailey to warm up or get so-and-so to warm up 15, 20, 25 minutes in or whatever it might be. Um, he never even had that luxury of a proper warm-up and down the sideline. Yes, he had the warm-up on the field, but then suddenly to be thrown in at the start of the game, where you haven't really got your faculties about it, your mental attitude's thinking, well, I'm gonna be on the bench, I can absorb the crowd, see what's happening with the game, get myself psyched up. For him to be thrown straight out there shows a lot of poise and a lot of maturity, because usually when you're thrown in that situation, you tend to come up with a couple of mistakes. because You haven't really got into the game because you're thinking, well, I shouldn't really be out here at the moment anyway but he's tried the six-minute mark, he's returned from the kickoff, the penalty, and so on. He's a little bit jittery under the high ball, you may have noticed, and some other sides will look at that. He seems to jump too early and gets his arms at a cross like that with a a hole in between. Um, A couple of times he dropped the pill, but once again, they're just things you can work on at training, but for him to come on at the start um, in such, in one of the biggest games of the year, Uh, really showed how far he's come this year as a first grader. Number five, I've gone for belief. It's a big key word you'll see around with a lot of sides this time of the year, the belief. Um, Where I think one of the sides that really need to use those words a lot, belief that we can do it and we proved it on the weekend, go to Melbourne a second time and win. So, Everyone wants to believe they can win, but you've got to have belief inside your heart and your soul that you will get the job done. And we really put that to the fore on Saturday night. As I said, there's a real belief with where we are now where we are where we are as a side. Uh, I think the coaching staff know the supporter base definitely now um, now knows the media know that we are the real deal. but we've had to have that belief all the way back from November 2018 to now that belief that we can win this premiership and it really came to the fore on Saturday night. Number six, I've gone for double down. What I mean by that is um, we have to really back the belief we've got with our ability and our attitude that whatever a side wants to throw at us, we can absorb and come back with another gear. People have spoken at length the last couple of weeks about Melbourne being able to go to another gear or the, the Roosters can go to another gear and so on and so forth. We proved that last weekend that we can go to another gear. Not so much with our attack, but more our mental fortitude, our mental ability to absorb bad decisions, unlucky bounces, get in the grind, get in the trenches, and really make a game of it and come back with even more force. So that's really important now the next couple of weeks is we able to absorb that punishment and then give back even better. Which leads me to number seven, trench warfare. The next two weeks, guys, are gonna be one in our middle area. So our bench players, the Horsbergs, the Sears, the Lewis, um, all our forwards, um, whether Sutton comes back in or not, um, Tarpeny, these are where these big games are won in that middle corridor. So our forwards once again, we took it to the Melbourne Storm again Saturday night. Uh, Asafa Solomona was fairly quiet other than 10 minutes after halftime. We really nullified the Bromwich brothers by getting up in their face. Um, Munster was quiet, we played him beautifully by turning him back inside off his left foot so he couldn't go outside to Pappenhausen or so on. So we really, we really played that very well with our trench warfare type of mentality to absorb that punishment and keep coming back. Josh Papali, number eight, deserved winner of the Meninga medal uh, on Tuesday night. Papa's now a marked man. I think it was a master stroke and people were spewing on social media. I think it was very clever with Papa not to start. I think he would have absorbed a hell of a lot of punishment from the storm forwards. Asafa Solomona likes to make lines for key players as does Jesse Bromwich, Kenny does Finucane. I think for, think for Papa to stay out of that first 15, 20 minute onslaught, it really proved dynamic because when he came on, it was only against the likes of um, uh, Brandon Smith, who's a bull terrier, but not a big guy, Max King, Joe Stimson, uh, Kamakamika. So those types of guys, while solid, they're not the world class forwards that the Melbourne have to start with. So uh, I thought that move worked beautifully. Whether we do it next week against the Burgess brothers, if they win, or uh, to Powell or Fenua Blake, at least we know it can work, um, but I think it's gonna be a game-by-game, condition-by-condition moment where we need to adjust. But I think the way Papa came on after 20 minutes and really tore up that middle area, commanded the ball, commanded the space, earned, he made us earn our right to get over the advantage line each time he took the ball up, it was terrific. 160 odd metres, um, was fantastic effort. Our kicking game. Now, I think on the weekend, we may have only had one kick that went dead, which is a huge improvement. I think Melbourne only had one seven-set repeat, maybe two. So those little things, it's probably one or two too many, uh, but we've come a hell of a long way with our kicking game this year than what we were probably at the start of the year or even 2018, 2017. Jack's bombs, which he loved to do in the late second half to get in and give Pappenhausen hell were terrific. Aiden's dinks to the corners were brilliant. Hodjo, I felt, could have kicked more out of dummy half. As I said, we've got two left footers. So I think Hodjo is a real linchpin with our kicking game next weekend, whether it's South or Manly, uh, to keep those wingers guessing how quick they've got to get back but our kicking game's really become nice and refined. I'm really enjoying the thought process to do our kicks. I'm really enjoying the way that Aiden is really using his left foot back into those corners, back into those corners, back into those corners, which brings your edge defenders up to corral them in. And then we've got a line set to really go in and belt the crap out of them so they don't get a lot of yardage. So once again, these little one percenters, kicking game, kick chase, are gonna be so important the next couple of weeks. And number 10, guys, I've gone for rest up. We've earned this week off, uh, supporters alike as well. So we just got to now get our thought process in. Don't play next Friday night too early. Um, Get rid of the bumps and bruises, time with family, uh, get in and do your training, uh, which I know they'll do. um, But this week off, I think, just adds volumes to our recovery uh, and gets our mindset for next Friday night's Blockbuster at Canberra. So Raiders fam, as always, I really appreciate your love on my Facebook page, subscribers to my YouTube channel. Thank you so much, guys. Any crews, I would love to answer any questions you've got. Uh, hook me up on uh, you can hook me up on all the uh, all the podcast apps, Spotify, Google, and Apple. So guys, any crews, let me know. And as always, guys, this is Berkey Bleed Green out.